Welcome, everybody, to the Legendarium Podcast Weekend Edition. I am not happy to be here because... <laughs> because I brought up Pandora. Because you brought up... What's he that opened stupid Pandora's movie called? Box. What's it called? Uh, Avatar. Avatar. Man, I hate that movie. Uh, Everything on this blue planet Dully. wants to kill you and eat your eyes for jujubes. <laughs> oh, it's just bad. It's so bad. Okay, today we are talking about sci-fi tropes. And what, what sci-fi does really well, and maybe some of the hokey stuff that we get out of it, because we talk a lot about fantasy on the show, uh, and that is a topic that I think will come up in this discussion, uh, you know, sci-fi and versus fantasy and all that stuff. But uh, but we thought it might be kind of a fun discussion. I don't know where we're going to get. I don't know what the point of all of this is going to be, uh, other than to just say, you know what, we don't talk enough sci-fi uh, and then let's let's point ourselves in the general direction of um, the expanse, so that one day it'll make sense when Blue Team reads the expanse. Right. And uh, and I just I just caused a whole lot of ears to perk up. It might be coming sooner than you think. All right. I'm just saying. So sci-fi. Here's one thing about sci-fi. First of all, here's a trope uh, in sci-fi: make movies about sci-fi, not books. Right, so it yeah. it, it seems yeah. like and it, there are plenty of uh, sci-fi books out there, and you know most of the movies are based on books, right? But in my mind, at least, books are the domain of fantasy, and movies are the domain of science fiction. What do you think? Uh, I can yeah. see that with with some I... exceptions. Obviously, the Lord of the Rings being the big one. Fantasy doesn't tend to do that well yeah. on screen. I think science fiction is a much more accessible uh, movie medium, you know, or like it's much more accessible to your mass audience because it's a little bit more. It's quite literally flashier for one thing. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's more grounded because of the whole like science angle. Like people believe like, oh, this could maybe happen someday with science, but fantasy takes a little bit more just like, suspension of disbelief disconnect right i feel and, like the yeah. script is flipped a little bit though i mean with the wheel of time coming out with the uh, song of well, we will this? see game of thrones we'll, we'll see. Hobbit, all... yeah the fantasy uh genre is the hot thing right now but but by and large i think you're right i think i think it's if you're going to make a fantasy movie it's a sci-fi movie do you guys so you don't necessarily have to come up with this right now, but think about like what your all-time favorite sci-fi movie is. Annihilation. You know, I was I was thinking about that too. Uh, Annihilation and Ex Machina, I think, are both, both really good. Great, yeah. Uh, anyway, Arrival would be yeah. up there, but these are recent. You know, there's sure. lots of stuff that came out. Yeah, uh, I'll a noodle on ago. it for a minute, thinking some yeah, yeah. some other ones. Yeah. Um, Ken, you're not allowed to say Logan's Run. <laughs> okay so have you have you seen logan's run recently no oh my gosh it's not good no uh, but it's no. also really good it's yeah. it's that's a great example of oh this did not work on screen but on page you know like the idea of the yeah, story great story horrible movie uh if you're not familiar with logan's run you really should be it's about this uh this utopian civilization and they, call, they kind of all live under this they live on borrowed time um mm -hmm. and they the idea is we don't want to overpopulate the earth and we don't want to use up resources or whatever. Uh, and so when you reach the age of 30, we kill you. Right. And this is like this, this is the social contract. We're all going to only live until 30 and, uh, and then you get killed. And that, but some people try to run away and Logan mm -hmm. is somebody who's hired to hunt down the people who run. 
but then Logan runs and finds out that not as not all is as it seems. What shocker! Anyway, maybe that's but maybe that's something we should start with as far as sci-fi tropes. Let's talk about utopian and dystopian civilizations. Uh, you know, it's always you're looking forward into the future, and it's always either the road or uh, Star Trek. Yeah. Yes. Right. When you look into the future. Mm-hmm. But it, it seems it seems more often to me that it's it's uh, the utopian future with a dystopian underlay. Well, that's I think that's where it went eventually. Uh, I just made this point. I, I did a guest appearance on the uh, Deep Dive Film School, and so I don't know when that's going to go up, but I'll link to it when it does. Uh, you know, on Twitter and etc. Et but it, this is something I've been talking about on there, which is dystopian stuff is fun, and we we like that and i think there's something to talk about there but with utopian it always ends up going that way but it didn't you know star trek is probably the best example of just a pure utopian future where uh technology advanced society to the point where all of our problems are now obsolete right um and what and it's an enlightenment that that drives us now the problem with that is that it's complete baloney and that would never happen and that's you know it does not take into account human nature right uh and there's nothing that technology can do to erase human nature and so star trek is is bullcrap but what you get is things like logan's run uh which i think was that pre-star trek i think that was pre-star trek no it was well the movie was post uh it was post Post original original series but pre movie and and all of the research but but uh, you get a lot of movies like um the one i was thinking of was demolition man oh one of the greatest was, 90 movies I love 90s that movies ever so much but but it, so it's kind of a goofy movie but um it i does, love a goofy movie too but it does have this idea of the utopian society um but there is no such thing and so you come to find out that it's literally built on the backs of this dystopian world underneath it all right that, you know that keeps i was gonna it all say because pretty much any any story that has utopian or dystopian uh societies in it you have both right it just depends well, not on, necessarily well yeah i mean that's because, not necessarily that's fair but i was gonna say it kind of depends on the point of view from which you're being told the story right. right because you have your utopian society like the capital and the hunger games or, but it's all yeah. you know and it's right. supposed to be this utopia but it's all built on this dystopian, uh, you know, off the backs of all these other right. societies. And, you know, but there's, I, I think you can also point to uh, things and this, we're getting a little bit away from sci-fi. So I apologize for that. But, uh, but you think about things like the walking dead or any other zombie mm-hmm. show out there mm-hmm. where uh, society has crumbled. Right. And uh, we're left with our barbaric uncivilized selves. And we have to figure out how to, navigate that world right right um and i think that there's something really uh really appealing in that um somebody was bringing up with me earlier that uh you know why is it that teenagers all seem to love these the hunger games or the what's the wall one the maze runner oh yeah maze runner maze runner whatever the case there's tons of these ya uh dystopian future novels and it, it, I think it has a lot to do with that idea that when you're a teenager, you have not yet been fully civilized. And then you're thrown mm-hmm. into a high school with all these other barbarians. And I'm saying this literally, like bar- 
barbarians who have not yet been socially uh, taught how to how to exist in civilization. Right. Can and confirm that's why you, was a high school teacher. What's that? Said can confirm was a high school teacher. <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> and and you're asked to navigate life with all of these other barbarians and all these cliques form and it's uh you know hopefully not actually violent but things get pretty intense at least emotionally oh yeah it's a very fraught time in your life and so this idea of the dystopian future can really speak to you as a teenager uh i I think there's something there i think it also speaks to the um i don't know if it's a base desire but it's a desire to unplug like the more technology, it's all complicated. The social media, blah, blah, blah. Wouldn't it be nice to just have it all go away? More, and now we have to start over. Exactly. Well, and now we have to reconnect. It, civilization on a personal and a societal level takes effort. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you, you guys remember that old saying that you, uh, from elementary school, well, you have to be taught to hate. Right? Yeah. No, you don't. No, you don't. You do not you have don't. to be taught to hate. You have to be taught not to hate. Yeah. Uh, and it so it's easy to let go of civilization, and it's it's uh, some there's something attractive about it where it's like oh it's so hard to be a decent human being all the time. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, all right, let's move on to another trope. Uh, let's talk about what's what's one of the ones you said, Kyle, that you wanted to talk about? Did you want to do interstellar uh, travel or cryo sleep? Or... Ooh, let's do cryo sleep. All right, cryo sleep. Um, cryo sleep. It's kind of one of those. I guess it's a thing but like i don't know that it's ever going to be realistic so it's there's for me there's a big suspension of disbelief except for let me give you a real life version of cryosleep that i'm 100 percent convinced that this is happening rip van winkle no oh have you ever seen jennifer lopez (laughs) oh yeah i'm positive that she performs they put her back in cryosleep for whatever however long period of time she comes back out in five, ten years, looks exactly the same, <laughs> performs again. I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going with Walt Disney's head. Well, no. I was going to say Ted Williams' head too. You know, so. <laughs> no, one hundred percent. They're going to they're going to plug them into mechanical bodies and they're going <laughs> to walk amongst us again. Yeah, J Lo, she's fifty, pushing fifty. 50. She's 50 over something. fifty. Yeah, she's over fifty. She is, she is not an unattractive woman. She's in cryo sleep not, as we speak. I'm positive. <laughs> not not just her, but Tom Cruise. No, I mean, I like uh, I like cryo sleep. I like the way that it's used a lot is in interstellar travel. Yes. So we can kind of mm-hmm. connect the two. You yep. know, we got to travel light years away. So we're going to put you all to sleep and then wake you up in, you know, 40 years or a thousand years and you'll be just fine. Right. And I think it's and it's fine. It's because with. OK, so let's talk about interstellar travel a little bit. We we love the idea. We're in. We are an exploring species. We're constantly trying to spread ourselves. Right. Um, and we could get into the other, uh, the other trope there, which is humans are the virus. Always. Uh, yeah. Always. But anyway. But we're all. But we're always trying <laughs> okay, to. Okay, Agent Smith. Oh come on. <laughs> it, we're always looking for new shores and new mm-hmm. things out there, and so we're very attracted to this idea of, uh, of traveling among the stars and finding new things and so we but it's impossible right now for us to do that so we have to come up with different ways and cryo sleep is one of those ways mm-hmm. where it's like uh what how could i plausibly create this story about people traveling among the stars right uh and so you've got that unless you've got unless um, one of you inevitably wakes up early 
and you have to wake somebody else up early so that you have somebody to, to not be lonely with. There you go. What was that awful movie? Passengers. Passengers. You know what yeah. they you awful. know what that movie needed? Uh it very very Less Jennifer Lawrence? No. Uh, exactly the opposite. They needed to flip the script. Literally, oh. if you had made it from her perspective, oh. the movie would take a much more uh, sinister twist as it is because, it, and okay, fine, spoiler alert. Uh, just if you haven't seen it, don't worry. It's not that movie's good. like four years old. <laughs> um, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence are in cryosleep on this ship and he gets woken up uh, and then he it gets really lonely and so he deliberately wakes her up and forces her into uh, like basically kills her so that he can have a companion but it's a long slow death right yeah um anyway uh, but because you see it from his perspective it's it it almost makes it kind of they're goofy parts and you just don't like him you're like oh you're a smarmy idiot um but if it had been from her perspective you could have had a lot of uh kind of dread you know, as she slowly comes to realize that this guy is not what she thought. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think it would have been a much, much better movie that way. Yeah, and also, the ending sucked. <laughs> it's right. just terrible. I'm not sure I saw the ending. Yeah, so, you, were, you were probably asleep, you old man. I might have fallen asleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so... Oh, no, uh, is there anything else? Oh, yeah, Interstellar Travel. The other one that I like in that is Wormholes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's one that I really love just because... I there's that really old explanation that's in a, a million different movies where they fold, they the fold paper a piece of paper and, yep. and they that's stick, stick a, pencil a pencil through, through it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I get it. It's a dumb cliche. And mm-hmm. if you write a movie, please don't put that in there. Right. Right. But in the places where it already is, I actually really like it. Mm-hmm. And I like kind of trying to bend my mind around this concept of folding yep. space, space, and time. space mm-hmm. folding technology. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys? You didn't. Never mind. You because you guys are young. You never saw the old Robotech uh, cartoons. No. Nope. That was one of the one of the uh, driving factors in the the original Robotech cartoons is that they space fold themselves too far out, and now they have to get mm-hmm. back to uh, Earth. And okay. One of and, my and yeah, I love yeah. one of my favorite movies. wormhole movies is Contact. Really? Yeah. Oh. I don't know why. Like I I yeah, just I remember watching it when I was like twelve. And just being like so enthralled with that movie, yeah. And I've watched it several times since then, and and it's okay. It's there's nothing that's like super stand out <laughs> about it, but for whatever reason, it's just always stuck with me. You saw it at the right time, right? I saw it at the right time, and it's just stuck with me ever yeah. since. And just the whole like using the satellites and and radioing out to now. You know what I mean? That that one actually brings Oop. up another trope that we could talk about, which is aliens are God, or God is aliens. Yes. Right? And yeah. so in some versions of this, we were created, you know, like Prometheus or something. We were created by this alien race, mm-hmm. uh, and then they left. And Every ancient civilization advancement was alien technology. Right. And, and yeah. so I, what do you think of this one? Aliens are God. It, does this have, does this give us anything besides a different version of man's search for meaning and no, I mean, I think that that's the story that they're trying to tell when they throw that or else they're trying to, you know, they're trying to uh, come up with a different, a, an alternate story for uh, theology, you know, yeah. or a higher so, being like it's more like, I guess I, I probably can't articulate this as well as I want to. So we'll just throw it out there. Um, but I think it's more along the lines of like, 
the the atheist idea of like there is no god it was just something else right um and so that's the a, a logical yeah explanation and that's totally right. fine i think it makes for a really interesting story and and i i like a lot of science fiction that starts that way it's not my favorite trope though on the flip side i think something that sci-fi can do really well is the question of what if you could meet your maker Right. What would you say? What would you do? How would that affect an individual or a society? Uh, I mean, that's essentially the whole idea of Alien with uh, with Prometheus and yeah. Alien Covenant, right? right? Oh, right. You can debate on whether or not that was well done or not. <laughs> right. But yeah, I do like the idea there. Okay. You have several steps of maker meeting maker, you know. Oh, that's true. Because the whole idea of uh, what's his name? Um, Michael Fassbender's character yeah. mm-hmm. is that he, you know, he was made and then he wanted to be the maker and so he created the alien. Right. Anyways. Uh, okay, so with with aliens, let's riff on aliens here for a second. Uh, what is your preferred method of, uh, or, or your preferred version of alien contact? The aliens are here to kill us and it's Roland Emmerich as far as the eye can see. Or aliens are here to help us, and it's uh, and it's a rival, and they they're just trying to help us learn if and communicate better. If it's aliens here to kill us, I only hope Will Smith is between me and them. Yeah, I, I don't. I've watched his YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm I'm good. Um, I think it's opposite. I think it's discovery. So I think it's us going out and finding. Oh, you like yeah, that yeah. one? I yeah. like that one too. Mm-hmm. So is that because then we're not automatically the inferior species? Species? Maybe, but I also think it we're. We're not automatically, neither one is automatically the good guy or the bad guy necessarily. A lot of it is um, is just unknown. So it has that colonial feel as well. So I like that where you're going out and discovering like you're talking about. We're trying to find new shores and things like that. And, yeah. And you, it's mostly just cultures colliding. Um, and there's, there's conflict there, but I, there's not always this imminent like they're bad. They're here because they want to you know, colonize our planet or, right. or exterminate us or vice versa. Um, I think it makes for a more interesting story. I right. think in that sense, if we're looking at aliens coming to us, I prefer the aliens coming in peace because it seems like if you were to, to run the numbers more often than not, the aliens are coming with ill intent. It's just more I, interesting. It's, though, it's, right? it's probably more interesting. It's, or it's, it's built in conflict. I, yeah, it's more action packed. Exactly. Right. Putting putting the infeasibility of the utopian society aside, I love the the Star Wars or the Star Trek First Contact story. You know where they discover warp technology, and just as the Vulcans are coming by, and now the Vulcans make first contact, and it makes everything happen. All the magic happens because of this convergence, and I like that story. Speaking of which, science as magic. I love science as magic. That's my favorite trope. Tell, me, tell my, me more about what you mean. What I mean by that is you you take science. It's, it's basically looking forward instead of backward, I guess, is kind of my simplified definition of science fiction versus fantasy. But you, you take magic or you take um, technology that's inexplicable. The case in point, uh, nanotechnology is the flavor of the day. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you use it. And you don't have to explain it necessarily. You just, Iron Man's suit just yeah. appears out of nowhere. I just can create nanotechnology and it will be there when I need it until the moment that it is critical that it doesn't work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and So how does this not drive you crazy the way that uh, time travel does? And I don't think we've even talked about time travel yet. 
but can you hate time travel I, because it doesn't because it it doesn't make any sense and it's uh it can't make any sense literally right and so you see it as a poor storytelling device why don't you think that way about say nanotechnology well nanotechnology is is probably a poor example of what i like about technology and by the magic, way let's but... be clear nanotechnology is a uh, is a real thing that actually exists we're talking about the we're talking the soft about magic system yes we're talking about yeah. the soft magic system of <laughs> nanotechnology that you can see in the avengers and you know, exactly. lots of movies lately but uh, the reason i like it is because uh of things well where are we are we going are we still on magic as technology or yeah, we're going back yeah. to time travel no that's I, either one uh the it's reason the same thing yeah the reason i like magic as technology is going back to star trek for example I, when i was growing up and the next generation was coming out and you have replicators that can create food by pulling you know, molecules out of space or some reasons, you know, whatever reasons. And you have transporter technology that you can move from here to there. And, so, and, and there are these, all these fanciful ideas that now aren't quite so fanciful because they, they drive and inspire innovation. Cause now here we have 3d printers, which can create mm -hmm. things out of nothing. We have well, well, data I think pads. I think a perfect, and, perfect example you know, is a star Trek communicator. Yeah. You got a cell phone in your pocket, right? Yeah, exactly. You didn't have that when Star Trek started. Well, and that's another trope we got to get to. Gosh, <laughs> I, I feel like we're just flying through the so, tropes. I think it's interesting I when you have science tropes. fiction that that actually becomes science fact. Right. And, this and is, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And this is my point of, of why I like science or technology as the magic system is because I think it inspires because it's looking forward. Lightsabers. Hoverboards. <sighs> Only I hope. I hope one day. No, I I hope we never get lightsabers. We're all going to be chopping our limbs off. Right. <laughs> you know that's. Gonna I want. Happen. I want an actual hoverboard, not one of those dumb ones with the wheels. Why did they have to call that a hoverboard? Was that people are stupid? I just. I I kind of feel like. Um, you know why? Because it was 2015 when we were supposed oh. to have hoverboards, and so somebody was like, "We got to call it a hoverboard because we're supposed to have hoverboards in 2015." I I I honestly feel like somebody should bring a lawsuit for false advertising <laughs> because in no way is this thing hovering there's right and honestly if you were going to bring something from back to the future in 2015 why don't i get that mini pizza hut pizza that instantly turns into the huge pizza hut pizza because exactly. give me that every day over a hoverboard that would be cool uh that would be cool however <laughs> the number one technology from back to the future too i guess uh, has got to be the Nikes that lace up themselves. They have those. They have those. Well, right, but it doesn't work exactly. No, right, does it? Doesn't. It's not. Well, and and the uh, the self drying coats that uh, mm. auto fit yes. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those would be cool. That's right. I forgot they made those. But shoes. they do have the Nikes that lace themselves. Okay. The well, things they did have. If we get enough the... Patreon donations, we can get you a pair. There you I go. would love that. <laughs> I would love that. You know, Back to the Future too, though the the screen that's the size of a wall and the mm -hmm. five hundred channels and everything. Yeah, and the TV, you know, in the screen, and there, there they were. Got I've them. got thirty, I've you know, got twenty-five close to years, five hundred screens in this room. I yeah, swear. twenty-five years prior to, and there it is in two thousand fifteen. We've got that stuff. Um. Okay. So, can I go back to aliens for a second? Go yes. back to them. Why are aliens always bugs? Because especially, it's easy. especially when aliens are not good guys. Because it's the easy way out. For the good guys, because you have the mothership or the hive mind, the queen, and all you got to do is take down the queen and it kills all of the other ones. So the idea there is, I think 
I think it's two parts. I think it's that. I think it's the convenience of victory after you've had enough of the invasion. No, no more mop-up right. uh, operations. Yeah. Exactly. And I think it's because bugs are the most, quote-unquote, alien-looking thing that people can think of until you start to get into, like, deep-sea diving stuff. Right. And so I think the trope of the hive mind and the appearance of bugs and just kind of What's your What's your coincides. favorite bug-alien movie? Favorite bug alien movie? Mine's got to be Starship, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. Yep. Yeah, that's probably up there. Um, those aliens were. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other weird. bug. Like, well, there's there's the book. I mean, we did Ender's Game recently. They're right. Literally called the buggers. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I don't think we even got to on that episode because right. that was an author's shelf, and I don't think, yeah. we were, I think my favorite. We, bug, we didn't really get to the buggery during the uh, author's shelf. I think episode. my favorite bug alien race is the Zerg from StarCraft. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Definitely. Oh gosh, I love StarCraft so much. <laughs> right. I want a StarCraft movie. I think that that would be fantastic. I've been waiting for years for that. Um. Yeah. I don't. Or series. Give me a series. I don't think we're gonna get that. No, we won't. Uh. Oh well. That's too bad. Um, of course, yeah. now we can't. Now none of us can play Blizzard games anymore. Nope. Uh, after all this, this China get versus Blizzard or China with Blizzard stuff. I don't know. I I don't really want to get into that. Uh, okay. So don't touch my sweet Chinese money. Sorry. I don't want to get into it. Yep. Okay. Parallel universes. Uh, or or multiverse. Multiverse. Parallel, pa- parallel universe versus the multiverse. Which one do you like more? And I will tell you which one I like more. Or not parallel universe. I want to say... Uh, alternate mul- dimensions. Alternate dimensions. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. That's Because I was, was going to say for. when we were talking about... Or mirror universe. When we, were, yeah. when we were talking about aliens and the different types of aliens, and we were talking about interstellar travel, I was thinking about interstellar, the movie, yes. where the aliens are actually just us from a different dimension. Or it was Matthew McConaughey from a different dimension that was communicating... I feel like I need to play the Beastie Boys right now. By the way, <laughs> no, that's Star Trek. Planet. <laughs> yeah. um, Remember that Star Trek when they they kill the, the right. alien race with the Beastie Boys. <laughs> the, the, power. the power of the Beasties, <laughs> uh, which makes it sound like they're furries. Uh, well, you know, but they're not. Anyway, no, what what was I just talking about? Oh yeah, I'll tell you which one I prefer. I much prefer alternate dimensions mm-hmm. to to the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Not that the multiverse can't be cool, but it's like there's there's not as much to do with it and i love this idea of it's kind of this lovecraftian idea that there's mm-hmm. something just outside your peripheral vision that you can't quite see but it's there that everybody's had that experience that i know something's there and i right yeah uh, just can't see it and it's yeah it's creepy and it's full of fun possibilities um and there's that there's a there's a metallica song that's based on the hounds of tindalos that move through dimensions in, like anytime they can get to i think it's a right angle they hmm. move they move through right angles in you know between dimensions and they hunt you down yeah uh, so you have to you have to get away from anything angled <laughs> so, I, I don't know something like that but it's it's bizarre that like the angels from doctor who that yeah uh, don't look at them then they kill you or something i don't know yeah. ryan would know but i i prefer alternate dimensions to uh multiverse for the same reason that i basically hate time travel and that's it's used multiverse can be used as a sloppy story um plot device meaning we don't have to come up with a great story we'll just it's a multi it's from this multiverse done and 
basically story writing kind of goes out the window. That was a lot of my problems. Referencing Star Trek again, they started in the later series and later episodes and stuff using time travel just because it's like, oh, here's somebody from the future or something. Right. And it just it creates weak stories that aren't thought out well. And, and I feel like the multiverse can do the same thing because it's all these infinite possibilities. Well, with infinite possibilities comes no coherence, you know, or no, no framework. Alternate realities can provide a framework. This is the dimension. These are the parameters of the dimension. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I guess I feel like alternate realities and multiverse is kind of the same thing. They're kind of similar. Maybe I'm yeah, just... Those, I, think I like those the idea of the like thing. additional dimensions and not necessarily like alternate, alternate. dimensions because I feel like alternate dimensions is the idea of the multiverse, right? Right. There's just... It's different. But Maybe, I like the idea of additional dimensions the like, idea of or unknown dimensions. Something right? something in the same geographical space as us, right. yes. but that, that exists completely separately. There's no... like. As far as we are able to tell, we have no empirical evidence of it, but it is there. Um, so, like, I guess to our senses, maybe we can't register that that's a thing, but that it exists. And like you said, so it's in our same, uh, I don't, I guess, geographical yeah, yeah, sphere yeah. It's or whatever, in our but, same space, right? But so in a different dimension. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's enough dimensions. Um, would you ever? Do it with an alien. Let's talk about interspecies romance. <laughs> Are you gonna do it with an alien, Ken? Ken, you would do it with anything. Depends on depends on if the alien's hot. I mean, is it the is it? Do we do we get along on a do we connect on an emotional Zoe level? Or, I want to know when Jennifer Lopez comes out of cryo sleep. Yes, there's there's a great. Did you guys ever watch Red Dwarf? No, no. Oh my gosh, you need to watch Red Dwarf. It's this amazing. Uh, program from Britain from the nineties. No, no, no. What, I tried. Why? I just thought it was. I thought it was awful. I thought all British television was awful back then. You're, you're I awful. Just, I did. I thought it was all awful. <laughs> I back thought. Then. I have thought poorly of you before, Ken. Yeah, but this is a new low. This is this is the poorest you've ever thought of me. Wow. So uh, no, there's an episode of Red Dwarf in which um, there's this guy. Like I think they call him the Sirens or it's something along those lines. But it, it emits this sound that can manipulate. Uh, uh, Lister's mind and so he sees this gorgeous amazing blonde bombshell woman and she's like you want me don't you and he's like I, I can't I, I can't resist you any longer and he starts making out with her and then it switches perspective and it's this gooey gross alien with this long <laughs> snout that's just kind of <laughs> dripping all over his mouth Yikes! it's fantastic I thought you were going to say she was a fembot with machine gun jubblies <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's let's wrap it up. I want to know what your favorite sci-fi movie is. So I bet you haven't really been thinking about it, but I'll go first so that uh, you guys can have just a few more seconds to think about it. Uh, mine, just using these tropes that we've talked about, this is arguably not a sci-fi movie at all, um, but it, going by these tropes, Knowing, starring Nicolas oh, Cage. Yeah. Uh, this was a, a nearly universally hated movie uh, that I remember seeing in the theaters and a I absolutely loved it. And I went home and read some reviews and it turned out everybody in the world hated it except for me and Roger <laughs> Ebert and like eight other people on the internet. Um, Wasn't it mostly hated for Nicolas Cage's hair? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, Nicolas Cage, kind of, he plays this professor and he 
ends up predicting the end of the world. Uh, but it it has the aliens as God uh, trope. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and it's, what was the other one? Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I really liked uh, the ending of it with uh, seeding. The aliens take these kids from Earth and put them on separate spaceships and they seed the universe with uh, uh, with all these kids all over the, all over the place. I have to go back and see that one again. I think for for lack of a better, uh, for lack of a better choice, I'd probably have to say the Matrix. Interesting. Okay. I just I I love I and I realize you know I I've just complained about uh, aliens as as uh, tyrants and and all of the. I, I guess it's not really time travel. Plugging yourself into the machine is kind of cool, but. That's I, a that's a great wish fulfillment movie. Yes, when they plug into the back of their heads and yeah, like, I know. Kung so Fu. I can learn all these things at yeah. the click of you know, click of my operator's mouse, and that's it. And now I know all these things after ten hours. And solid choice. Yeah, the I, Matrix is great. I love that shot. Two was okay. Three was hot garbage. But yeah. Kyle, you're both wrong. Okay, that's fine. I might. Sh- I might. I'm about there to change is, my choice. There is one acceptable answer jurassic park jurassic park (laughs) (laughs) i was about to guess top gun now jurassic park aside because it is the only acceptable answer it's it's actually probably it's one of the only acceptable answers for the greatest movie of all time right right but anyway sorry go on i mean it is i guess you would technically classify it as science fiction but it definitely doesn't hit the tropes we've been talking about that's true um one on one of the standouts for me actually i really love Minority Report. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I love, Another solid choice. I love the whole precog idea. I think it's really well put together. There's science as magic right there. Yeah, it yep. definitely is. Or um, really just magic But there's, is there's magic. so many great ones to choose from. You've got Terminator 2. You've got... That one's do you magic prefer Terminator science. 2 over Terminator 1? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think it holds okay. up better. I think that the... I like the story of Terminator 1 probably equal to Terminator 2, but I think it's Visually. more... Visually. It's more enjoyable to watch judgment day over and over again than it is to watch <laughs> and over one. and over yes yeah um yeah there's a lot of really great ones do you ever, did you ever see the movie elysium with uh, matt damon no i deliberately I, didn't yeah see I, I really I made love a point the, to not watch that. i love the premise of that movie it wasn't well executed right but it was visually stunning and the and the premise was really fascinating to me but okay. but uh yeah i was did you guys ever see district nine uh-huh. oh yeah i love yeah, yeah, i like that, that was really good mm-hmm. i thought yeah, that was uh, sci-fi as uh, shitty par- uh, parable. Yes, right. that was much better than I think Elysium probably yes. was. Agreed. So. I think they were trying to do something similar with Elysium, but right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I might change my mind to Interstellar, which we've mm-hmm. referenced already. Yeah. Or Inception. Uh, Inception is cool. That one feels more like just magic, though. Like mm-hmm. that's the, what I was, invading yeah. dreams. Like there's sure. The, the box that they use, it's like that box in uh, in Red Shirts yes. where it's like, it, what does it do? How does it work? Nobody knows. Nobody, Nobody knows. Cares. Just plug it in for it, standard amount of time. I will say there are far more great science fiction movies out there than there are great fantasy movies. Yes, I think 100%. Yes. I think that's true. Um, but uh, no, I, I, Interstellar not only has the great, uh, well, Interstellar travel and all of that stuff, uh, but one of the top 10 soundtracks of all time. Mm-hmm. Just love that soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned yeah. Annihilation early on, which I thought Annihilation was fantastic. Yeah, didn't Ryan hate that one? 
I don't remember. Did yeah, you not I like that? No, we had an Annihilation episode. At one point, we watched but, that and then talked yeah. about it, right? Yeah. yeah, and I don't think I don't think he liked it. I don't, I don't he remember liked it very much. Anyway, all right. So let's stop talking about sci-fi. And uh, Ken, like I said, we're we're pointing blue team probably in the direction of the expanse. I would safely say that blue team is pointing that direction itself. I yeah. think it's I think it's a good idea. So if you want to support blue team in their venture there. Uh, please do so. Go to patreon.com slash legendarium and support uh, both the blue and the red team there. And go to the legendariumpodcast.com. If you want to hear older episodes uh, that we have made, they're all there. Uh, you can find our archive or you can find them grouped by series. And what else? Follow us on all the social media. The Reddit, the Twitter, the Discord. All of it. Yep. Discord has been going gangbusters yeah, the has. last couple days. Uh, we, we've had like 30 people join Discord in the last day or two. So welcome actually, to all of them. I've actually been plugging into there once in a while. You should. Maybe I I'll delete my Twitter and just do Discord. Discord is, uh, it's uh, it's grown on me over the last few months. So I would yeah. encourage you to, to give it a shot. I might do that. Uh, I, I hate the Twitter so bad. It's Twitter is a terrible place to it lurk. Is. Yeah. It's an even worse place to engage. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with uh, Blue Team finishing up their Dresden Files number seven. Yes. Right. What's it called? Deadbeat. 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 Yep. So uh, that one's so coming good up we next had to week. Turn it into two episodes, and we'll do number two next week. Okay. See you then, Ken. They have this a um, simulator ride where you're riding a. Mm -hmm. What's the beast that you have to abandon? They're pterodactyls. Nobody yeah. cares. They are pterodactyls. <laughs> you have to I bond care. with one. And you get to fly. It's you're wicked. not on board for the five sequels. Oh, or whatever it is that's oh, happening. Good heavens! <laughs> get on board. Saddle uh, up on that banshee and get let's ready because it's coming. <laughs>